Illini Basketball Podcast. I don't know why I say all right for every podcast I do. I'm going to change it up for this one. Uh, okay. No, you're not. Okay. Uh, Illini Basketball Podcast, episode one. Oh, boy. 56. Yeah, there we long. go. Yeah, I forgot to half my screen here. All right. We're good. Okay, we're back. Uh, episode 156, the season over. We did that a week ago. Talking about how the uh, the team was was dead. Uh, now the entire conference is dead. So that kind of you know <laughs> what can you do? And and maybe we'll talk a little bit about what Tom Izzo said uh, last night. Maybe at the end, just to toss that in there. But anyway, what are we doing today? I don't know. Uh, yeah, uh, we're gonna talk about uh, our predictions from the beginning of the season, uh, where Illinois actually ended up. A little bit of portal talk. A little bit of Brad leaving rumors uh, and some, some other things. So uh, <clears throat> we're going to we uh, put some clips together from our prediction show. So we're going to throw some of those on here while we're doing this, which is going to be a first. So bear with us while we do that. Um, yeah, I mean, technology is, you know, so with the advancements, you know. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll talk about our preseason predictions uh, first and you know how bad I was and how you know you were semi close I guess. below average overall <laughs> it could have been a little bit better yeah but uh in our prediction show uh it didn't start off very good so we kind of knew the season was coming so yeah and then you think about the fact that uh this clip here is 10 seconds long and it's from episode 119 I think I have the right one I'm just gonna check just to Make sure here, but uh, we're not a professional show. I mean, I don't know why anybody would expect. Like, whoa, why would anybody expect otherwise? Okay, Sorry. I think this is the right one. Let me, let me. Uh, okay, here we go. Can't hear it. It's fine. <laughs> okay, Fantastic. I. That's good. Stuff. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. I shared the audio, so like this is not my fault. <laughs> uh, all right, good start. That was elite. Um, Great. Um, so maybe we won't be doing clips while we do. I'll that. fix it. I'll fix it. <clears throat> crypto, what's going on? How you doing this morning? Good thing nobody's watching this except for crypto and five <laughs> bots. That's right. Um, yeah. So I don't. You want to go over what you thought the team was going to do first? Well, or? let's just put it this way. I was. Uh, here we go. Now I fixed it. Let's play the clip now. Yeah, uh, season preview predictions. I mean, oh, this working. is a great start. If this is in the any indication of how the season's going to go, season, yeah. Woo, that is not yeah. good. That is not good. Yeah. <laughs> Got him. Got him. So season not good, and I think we got to have better prediction shows for to have a good a good season. I think that's true. I you know you think about where this team was expected to be. I don't think it was really expected to be great, but yeah, a little bit better than what they were. I had them going eight and two in the non-conference. And I believe we talked about on the predictions episode, how we forgot a game. Yeah. I think did. it was actually, yeah. So nine and two, it w- would have been my prediction probably. And they end up going eight and three or eight. And what were they? Eight and three. Uh, eight and three. Yeah. 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 They yeah. lost to, uh, was it two or three? Who'd they lose to? Uh, two. 
They went Missouri. Nine, they went nine and two. Yeah, I was gonna say because Missouri right. and uh, Virginia are the only ones I can think of. But I had them losing yeah. to UCLA and Texas of the two games that they won. Uh, so <laughs> that's two, good. The two games that got them in the tournament, basically. That is, um, yeah, that is, uh, that is true. Um, and then in the in conference play, I had them going uh, uh, thirteen and seven, which two games off they went eleven and nine. Right. So, yeah. I had losses at Maryland, nailed it. Home against Michigan State. If Matthew Meyer didn't do anything in that game, they would have lost. And Michigan State last night would have beaten Illinois by 40. Uh, home against Ohio State, got that wrong. They lost in the road at Ohio State, one of those things. At Iowa, correct. At Penn State, correct. But people were looking at me like, what the hell? And I was like, hey, Mike <laughs> Shrewsbury, former Big Ten coach. Thank God he's gone. At Indiana, correct. At Purdue, Correct. Correct. So, yep. you know, you're, you're definitely better than I was. Uh, and apparently, I said something about Chris Collins. <laughs> yeah, this is a good one. Uh, you, it was, uh, <clears throat> you're talking about Northwestern or something. I think we were talking about Rothstein. We got to remember where we're at here. Okay. This is, this is before the season. This is Northwestern lost Pete Nance and Ryan Young and other key contributors. Yeah. Nobody expected it. Nobody to be expected good. it. Neither did, and you didn't either. Well, this is not this is a fair comment by me. I'm just gonna say that. Damn it. See, I broke the third wall. <laughs> Our artistry schedules Northwestern. So Ouch. this might be this might be the end for Chris Collins. I, I mean he's been horrendous. So at what point didn't they just gonna, sign him to an extension? At what point are you just gonna be like, okay, we're just gonna suck every year just because this guy got us to the tournament one time? True. Like, what is the point at that? It's it's embarrassing, but it's gonna be a rough one for them. But uh Oh man, that was bad. That was bad. (laughs) So rough for them. That's I mean, that's impressive though. They they had the hardest Big Ten schedule and they finished second. Yeah, they had the easiest and the preseason Big Ten schedule is different than the actual. That's true. That's true. Um, like were we considering Ohio State a hard game, you know, before the season? Probably you were for sure. Probably viewed Michigan as a way harder opponent than they were. So, yeah, Chris Collins is probably going to get an extension. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I and I'll I'll do. I guess I'll do my conference or my season stuff, and then we'll go over who we predicted as scores, stuff like that. Um, I had Illinois going eight and three in the non-conference with losses to UCLA, Virginia, and Texas. Um, I thought they'd lose to UCLA and then play Virginia. Uh, They ended up beating UCLA and playing Virginia. Uh, We, of course, both picked UCLA and Texas as losses. So. Um, and then I, uh, had the nice, uh, 17 and three during conference, uh, with losses only at Ohio state, um, versus Michigan at home and at Purdue. So I got two of my losses, right? If that, if that means anything. Yeah. They only lost seven, uh, six more games. Yeah. So I had Illinois going 25 and six overall. Um, (laughs) and before I even gave out my predictions, I, I made a statement about it, so pull that I, up so everybody knows that I, I made a statement. I hope this is the right clip. Uh, <laughs> hold on a sec here. I got to coordinate a little bit here. Let's see. We went a little bit out of order, so I think – let me yeah, let me just – messed hold you on. up. Sorry. Okay, yeah, I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay. See, the coordination on this is going to be tough, so the people listening are going to be pissed, but – we're not professionals. We, we've said that seven times already. They won't see us for like a month. It'll be fine. <laughs> Initially, 
I'm not happy with my prediction because I'm predicting this team to be better than what I think they're probably going to be. So, but I won't be that. I won't be that guy. I won't be that guy yelling at the clouds because Illinois got, you know, ten losses on the year. I might have been that guy though. So, well, uh, how many games did they lose overall? Eleven. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, twenty and well, thirteen. I guess they lost to Penn State and. Arkansas, if you count those. 13, yeah. I'm not sure it's possible to go 17 and 3 in the Big Ten anymore unless you're like juggernaut level. That's true. So Illinois two years ago. Next year. Illinois two years ago went 16 and 4. So that's, you know. Yeah. You have to remember that next year. Yeah. (laughs) Make sure I write that down. Um, But you predicted Illinois would be a five seed in the tournament. Uh, I had the great prediction of a two seed. So we were. I thought that they would. I thought that they would get more big wins in the Big Ten, and they didn't. And twenty-one and nine would be an interesting five seed. That doesn't really make sense now that I look at it. I think it probably would have been like a seven, but that's you know, mistake. I wasn't thinking about the tournament. Very hard hard. predict seeds in the tournament when you don't know what everybody else is doing. Exactly. Yeah, but I'm not going to excuse myself as you know, tough, tough, tough five. Yeah. At least in them as a two. Um, and they would have lost in the first round if they were a two anyway. So, uh, what we got? Leading scorer prediction? Yeah. Yours is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, my leading scorer I predicted was uh, RJ Melendez with 16.2 a game. Uh, missed that one quite a bit. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's not entirely your fault. RJ kind of mailed it in early, it felt like, uh, with the yeah. way he played. Yeah, and we got a we got a clip uh, later on when we do player grades of me, you know, just googling over uh, RJ after the Quincy exhibition. So that was good called by me. So, but um, I mean, yeah, who'd you have leading scorer? Well, I had Mister Mister Terrence Shannon Jr. Uh, who did he lead in scoring? I don't even know. He did lead scoring. All right. I was a couple points off, though, I think. Yeah, Terrence Shannon led scoring with 17.2 a game. So. I had 14.5 because I thought this team would have a little bit more scoring. Like, I thought RJ would score more. I thought Coleman maybe a little bit more. Yeah, uh, we did have I, – I don't think we put the clip in here, but we did have a thing where you predicted that uh, – this was before the season, before we did our predictions, I, and we didn't stick with them, of course. But uh, you had Terrence Shannon uh, leading score with, like, 16-something, 16.9. Should have stuck I, with it. And I had Coleman Hawkins with uh, 9.8 again. So okay. <laughs> he did average 9.9, so I was at least close with it. Pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Uh rebounder. Rebounder. Uh I had uh Coleman Hawkins with 8.1. Yeah, I had Coleman Hawkins with 7.3. Sadly, it was Coleman Hawkins, but he only had 6.3 a game. I was minus one. <laughs> we were uh, we were expecting Coleman to rebound a little bit better. I guess it's hard to do that when you got to play the point guard. I'm the- I'm done thinking that anybody on any Brad Underwood team is going to be an elite rebounder. I'm yeah. done thinking that. I mean, Ty Rogers. I guess you could say. I was was, say if Ty Rogers comes back, how many do you think he averages next year? Like seven. Seven. That's he good. averages four points, seven rebounds. Bergie, what's going on, Steve? How you doing today? Thanks for stopping by. Um. Assists. Oh God. <laughs> Sorry, I thought Sky Clark was gonna be a distributor. Yeah. Uh you had Sky Clark 
I had uh, Terrence Shannon Jr. Uh, it ended up being Coleman Hawkins with three a game. We were predicting uh, Terrence Shannon. I had four point eight. You had uh, five point four for Sky Clark. So how many did Sky average when he was here? I did not look that up. Let me just also toss this in there, okay? Uh, you cannot be a good basketball team at this level if your leading assist getter is a six foot ten power forward with three. Three, yeah, yeah. That means you don't have a point guard, and that is an issue. And, of course, we'll talk about this later, but the best point guard in the portal, Brad's like, eh, I'm good. What's going on over there in Austin, though? I'm really interested in that, but but not the best point guard in the portal. Makes a lot of sense, Brad. Good stuff. <laughs> right. Uh, Sky Clark had 2.1. Hey, pretty close. Uh, Terrence Shannon was right behind Coleman with 2.8. And then uh, the next one was Jaden Epps with 1.5. Yeah, it says a lot about this offense. With yeah, those numbers, they don't pass the ball. Okay, let's let's. Uh, what about 2020? La, what about last season's team? That team, I'm gonna find it right now. Last season's team and assists. Here we go. Here, here, here we go. <laughs> it was Trent Frazier 4.1. Then you had Andre Carbello 3.2. Then you had Demonte 2.5. That's three guards right there. That's normal. Yeah. Sort of. I don't know how DeMonte had 2.5. That seems – I guess people <laughs> left him wide open to shoot, but he would just pass it instead or something. I don't know. Uh, all right, steals. This was another terrible one by me. Uh, steals, I had Sincere Harris with two and a half. Um, better than me. Yeah. Way better. <clears throat> Who'd you pick? Oh, I picked Sky Clark. Sky Clark. Yeah. Man, you were really high on him. Well – God forbid. <laughs> uh, the uh, leader in steals was Terrence Shannon Jr. with 1.3. Um, Coleman had 1.1. Everybody else was under one. So, And then I – And then one. we got a couple Sky Clark clips. We I got guess. some Sky Clark, yeah. Uh, Ethan is no, not Nostradamus, except he had the wrong team in one of these. So Close, close. I don't <laughs> think anybody's watching this right now, so we're just gonna keep. Uh, sure, they are. Not that it matters though, because it's gonna be uploaded as a podcast. So who cares? Right. Unless Sky leaves, none of this really matters. For being honest. Yeah. Well, he can't go anywhere this year, right? So. Yeah. That's and he'll probably good. end up transferring to Kentucky after this season. Everyone's gonna freak out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's not. That's not. That's the same state. Yeah, he did go to Kentucky, just a different yeah. school. <laughs> and uh, I mean, hey. Yeah, and we were also kind of worried about Sky. If you want to show that, it was weird. Yeah, it was weird. I mean, you know, what can you do though? I thought you, I thought you were saying anchor like as as the anchor that's going to bring him down. So that would be uh, probably. I don't really want to call anybody out. Yeah, Um, I don't either. Move on. (laughs) That would probably be Sky Clark. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) I thought you. I don't want to call anybody out. Sky Clark's going to be the anchor that brings everybody down. Good work. Was I wrong? I mean, spot <laughs> you're not, on. You're spot not on. Yeah. No doubt about it. Yeah. Uh, the breakout player thing is always dumb, so let's just get that over with because we're both, you know, come on. Yeah, well, I mean, my breakout player I thought was going to average 16.2 a game, so I picked RJ. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think everybody was you, – you, you went – you. Um, I'm listening to you say something about BBV. I'm trying to get these clips ready anyway. Uh <laughs> 
he would have been a stud this year. Um, but yeah, I went with Brandon Lee because I just think there was nobody that we could really pick. I wasn't going to go with RJ because that was the you know, everybody picked that, and I think we knew Luke Goody was hurt by then. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Breakout. Brandon Lee. I mean, broke out this season more than he had in the past. Let's be honest. I mean, he had a couple, a couple big games, a couple, a uh, couple games were like, whoa, this kid might be the, uh, this kid might not be managing his shields ten yeah. years from now. Yeah. <laughs> uh we uh we we never do blocks but uh three guys had averaged 1.2 blocks matthew meyer colin hawkins and dane danger so brandon lieb had four four points two rebounds one assist and one block against minnesota that's a breakout game if i've ever seen one it's not much worse than rj's best game this year <laughs> yeah um, yeah, so we, uh, yeah, non-conference Illinois ended up nine and two only losses of Virginia and Missouri, uh, during the conference 11 and nine, uh, they lost to Penn state in the big 10 tournament. Of course they lost at Maryland. They lost both games to Penn state at Northwestern, both games, in Indiana and I have at Iowa. Is that right? At Purdue yeah. and at Purdue. Yeah. Did they, they lost at Iowa though, right? Yeah. Awesome. The Tony Perkins had 87 points. Uh, That's right. Given the unpredictable nature of this year's team, I don't think we did that badly. That's true. I mean, I, mean, I think people. Well, yours were a little if, bit. I mean, if I didn't, if I didn't over forty-five and six was was the, definitely the conference not good, was but. the conference really messed me up. But because going into the year, we knew the Big Ten didn't look very good. Yeah. Uh, but you know, there's always those games and those teams that you can't beat. And for this year. For this year's Illinois team, it was the uh, the Nittany Lions, and uh, thank thank the big man that Micah Shrewsbury is gone. So I think Penn State, depending on what they do next, maybe in back into the irrelevance yeah area, especially since like their entire team this year were seniors, and Lundy's already gone, so he's not yeah. coming back. Thank you, Notre Dame. Thank yeah, you. and thank Everybody you. Big Ten's happy about that. Thank you. Roll the dice. Micah Shrewsbury born in Indiana. That's you roll the dice. So yeah, yeah. that helps. And you know, they gave him a seven year deal. So that's like Jesus. But anyway, <laughs> good luck. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Well, let's see. We, uh, I guess we go over to the player grades section. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll talk about the players. grade. We did this last year. So um, we decided to bring it back this year. Uh, I did put this clip in there. I don't know if you want to show it or not. Uh, you thought that the three-point shooting would be a little bit better. I mean, hey, <laughs> what 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 do you want me to expect? Okay. <laughs> I thought on paper it looked a little bit sharper. Sorry the guys shoot like 38% and then come here and shoot like 28%. That's true. And RJ Melendez was like 18 for 75 at one point anyway. Uh, all right, most likely to have the best three-point percentage on this team, because which is a hot-button issue, because the three-point shooting, you know, or lack thereof from some players over the last few years, I think they're going to be a little bit more deeper in that category this year. Okay, 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 hold on, hold on. Uh, how deep were they in three-point shooting this year? Zero deep? Uh, <laughs> let's think about this stuff for a sec, okay? Deeper and good is a difference. And they had almost everybody that played could shoot. Because everybody wants to shoot them doesn't mean it's good. <laughs> they had guys that were capable of making threes. They had like seven guys that could make threes. That's deeper than what it was last year. Because last a 30% year thirty percent clip though. How that's that's the problem. Edge? I didn't say they'd be good. <laughs> Frazier, Plummer, 
Grandison DeMonte last season was your yeah. three-point shooting. And RJ and Goody, so six. Okay, yeah. but those guys weren't even playing. And Pajimski and Coleman. That's eight, but those guys weren't even playing. So let's would all you, relax. Would you say there were eight three-point shooters this year? Terrence Shannon Jr., Matthew no, Meyer, there Hawkins, seven. Uh, Epps, Clark, Melendez. Goody. Goody shot like Goody, 40, 42%. 42% right there. Been Boom. Nice to have that all year. Uh, and sincere with 31%. Better than he is from the better free throw line. Better from the free throw line. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, Jimmy says Illinois won't finish plus 500 next year. One of those Vegas odds? <laughs> <laughs> Above 500, I assume. Uh, yeah, we'll see. It, it all depends on. I mean, it's literally the Sweet 16 second night is tonight, and the season doesn't start for eight months, and we have no idea what the Illinois roster is going to look like. But I understand. I understand the negative sentiment. It's fine. I mean, the yeah. team, the team we last have, season was. We know. are the podcast of negativity. So bring, plus, bring him here. Plus five hundred to finish under five hundred. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's right. no way. There's no way they finish under 500 for the entire season next year. Maybe in the Big Ten, but not the I entire agree. season. Yeah, maybe in the Big Ten. Um, player grades: uh, Terrence Shannon Jr., T.J. Shannon. I guess I don't know what to call him. Uh, well, he's gone, so who cares? <laughs> he's gone. I hope so. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> see you later. Um, I I thought that he was good. Uh, he wasn't great. I gave him a B plus. Uh, yeah, I think that's fair. I think there was obvious inconsistencies, but the problem with that is that we expected that because that's what he was at Texas Tech, right? And we probably should take it into account the fact that he. I gave him a B plus as well. We probably should take it into account the fact that going from a place like Texas Tech, where they make you defend, his defense probably wasn't going to be as good here, given the way that. Illinois. You think Brad Underwood makes people defend? Not the way that Mark Adams and Chris Beard did. Yeah. Those guys are both uh, gone from Texas Tech for different reasons. One of them ditched to go to Texas, and then we know how that ended up, and the other one is a weirdo, so moving along. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Weirdo weirdo slash scumbag. Moving moving along. Matthew Meyer. Uh, I had to keep him in the B category because he did carry Illinois through some games. But I gave him the lowest B I could, B minus. For well, this is this is why you take a step back and do this a week later, and you think a little yeah. bit because I gave him a B because I think going into the season, we didn't know how expanded his role would be, yeah. and how much he would have an effect. I think there were parts of the season where you where you liked his defense, um, just because there was games where he had like five blocks. I think the Michigan State game was his best game. And Steve is just not taking that Steve, approach that I just took. Yeah, so. Steve, Steve's giving him an F. He's he's going off the end of season. I there, mean, were, Meyer, there were games where Matthew Meyer I mean, carried Illinois to victory. So Matthew Meyer probably had the probably more of those performances where he was their best player by far than Shannon did. Because I think Shannon only had like two or three. I agree. Meyer had Wisconsin, he had Michigan State, he had uh Let's see, 24 against Michigan, 22 against Minnesota, 24 against Indiana, 21 against Iowa, 26 against Wisconsin, 21 against Alabama A&M, which who cares? And then 21, the game against Texas, 8 for 10 from the field, 5 for 5 from 3. I'll give him a B just because I I do think that 
he did carry them, like you said, in parts of the season. Obviously, yeah, I, there were other I, issues outside of that. But I feel like Terrence had more games where he did put up good numbers, but Illinois still lost. A lot of those, yeah. Yeah. So uh, that kind of uh, – Steve says his attitude brought this team down all year. True, at least Meyer wasn't at, at least scared to try to take over. It was all me, me, me. He did play like that. Uh, I talked about that in the uh, – Yeah, but Brad pre- Underwood Brad Underwood enabled that more than Scott True yeah, did. preseason stuff and said that he needed – I I'm pretty sure after the Quincy exhibition, I said – that he needs to come off the bench <laughs> because that's that's what he's good at. And, uh, of course, that's not what Brad brought him here for. So, Did he start every game? Yeah, I don't think that he ever sat. So. Let's give it a look. Yep, that, he started every, started every game. Congrats. Yeah. Shannon didn't because Shannon had the uh, injury. <laughs> right, right. Uh, Coleman Hawkins last year, uh, we gave Coleman, I gave Coleman a B, you gave him a B minus, uh, this year I'm giving Coleman Hawkins an A minus. Uh, I think he's the only starter that deserved an A category. I know that, you know, people are going to remember his six turnovers. I know that we hated on Coleman a lot this year, but I think that he was the team that the guy that kept this team somewhat together, uh, I feel like he still has that passion for Illinois basketball where these other guys don't. Of course, I say that, and he's probably going to enter the transfer portal portal or go to the NBA next week. So, um, But, yeah, A-minus for Coleman Hawkins. I thought he deserved the A category. Oh, you really got sucked in. Uh, I'm going to give him a B-plus. Uh, I, I think the only reason that I'm not giving him an A-minus is because I expected him to be – uh, I expected him to have more games where he was uh, more decisive. There wasn't that many of those games this year uh, yeah. with the basketball and uh, bowl like Rick Patino shout out. Um, and I did want a little bit better efficiency when it came to shooting. I agree and with that. Um, but that's just a nitpick and I'm giving him a B plus. And he probably deserves an A minus because half the fan base is a bunch of, you know, idiots for lack of a better term that are probably saying, Oh, Coleman gets a C minus deep because they don't understand. They don't know ball. They don't understand ball. They don't understand culture. They don't understand, you know, trying to lead a team of guys who just are superstars in the portal, which they're yeah. not, but uh, yeah. just completely. And it, does, I think a, it definitely made it hard for, for him this year. And uh, he gets a bump up for him going after Sky Clark after the game. Steve agrees. Coleman a minus. So, uh, your boy Dane Danger, you loved him. Uh, God. talked about him so so much. Uh, during that, I gave him a chance. I gave him a chance. Yeah, I was hating on him, and you said give him a chance. Uh, we'll pull that up in a minute. Uh, I gave him a C minus. I kept him in the C category. I'm not really sure why. You're trying to be nice. I gave You're him right. a D plus, and here's why I gave him a D plus. Okay, number one, you have okay. Like the longest arms outside of Omar Balo and maybe a few other guys in college basketball, and you just refuse to make them work because you don't move your feet. Yeah. His defense was atrocious for most Awful. of the season. Awful, horrible. Uh, when especially when you have that huge wingspan, like you said, uh, he just not coming out on shooters with your hands up. I just, just 
changing. That's the thing about Kofi is I, I know Kofi wasn't the greatest defender, but he at least made guys change their shots a little bit. Um, he, he might not have, you know, blocked that many shots, but he did alter a lot of shots. And I don't feel like Dane has that, or at least he doesn't have it right now. So, um, yeah, C minus, uh, he Again, also didn't have any big game. He had like one or two big games outside of terrible opponents. Yeah, well, I think that like Brad would put him in, start the game. He'd try to try to work through him, so he'd get a couple buckets. Then he'd start the second half, try to work through him, and then he realized, hey, this guy can't play defense. He's riding the pie the rest of the game. So it I don't says know. a lot. It says a lot when Coleman Hawkins has to guard Hunter Dickens and Zach Eady for Zach Eady. eighty minutes. Yep. I mean, Absolutely. I yeah. agree. I agree. Disaster. And I tried to give him a chance. And uh, that's that's on display here. Everybody's going after him before the season even started. And I was like, hey, let's all, let's all take it back. He's better than BBV was. Well, it was an exhibition game against Quincy. So I'm not going to. Yeah. An, ex- an exhibition game against Quincy. So, it, so, it, so to have an inside presence against Quincy. If you can't do that, how are they going to do it against Edie and Dickinson? And I haven't seen everybody. enough to say either way. See? <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen enough now? Yeah, I think I turned on him about <laughs> early January, yeah. like most of the rest of the team. Uh, that background that we used in that episode sucks. I'm not going to bring that one back. The quality sucks. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, the answer to your 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 argument there is that they were going to use Coleman Hawkins to guard those guys. And That's they, true. I know Dickinson had a lot of points, but it worked. And Edie got weird scattered minutes because Painter just – Painter kind of got lost sometimes with Edie on the bench and, like, didn't try to run him into the ground like others did with – like, TJJ got run into the ground all season by Woodson, but I'm not going to blame him. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, the next one, we predicted how many minutes Dane Danger would play. Uh, keep in mind that he played 20.6 a game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's well, something, something, something happened, you know. Right? Do you think Dane Danger plays more than eight minutes a game? Yeah. 11 minutes a game. Right? <laughs> <laughs> this is a mistake. Should have been 11. 11 would have been. It should have been 11. I agree. I agree. 11 would have been right on the money. Yeah. What yep. a disaster. Come on, Brad. <laughs> Uh, Jaden Epps, uh, I gave Jaden a B. I thought he was good for a freshman. Uh, he His shooting kind of wavered towards the end, got the concussion. Um, I, I don't think he was ever 100% once he came back from that. But as a freshman thrown into where he was, I, I believe uh, B is a, a solid grade for him. Yeah, I gave him a, uh, let's see, B+. Plus. Uh, I think – Given the fact that he's a freshman, given the fact that he was thrown into the point guard role in January, and I I think that overall acceptable performance, especially with the way that he gets to the rim, uh, that was yeah. very that was better than anything he did this year. Um, and defensively, I think I think he made some subtle improvements at parts of the season. I think it helps when you have a guy like Chester coaching you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and hopefully Epps sticks around and uh, we get a year two. But people have been saying people have been that saying I don't want to talk. Are we going to talk about uh, that? Well, 
rumor. Yeah, that we'll we get we'll get night. to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. But also, right. people have been saying that I don't want Epps back, and that's just, really that couldn't be further from the truth. People have also been saying that he reminds me a lot of Marquise Noel or vice versa because yeah, that's just doesn't they make look any the same, sense. I guess uh, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> uh thomas says very happy with the freshman and their development meyer was a downer for this team shannon was too inconsistent coleman has more talent than he showed i think that's a fair assessment i the meyer being a downer i he had he had moments of shining glory and he had moments of terrible matthew meyer with this fan base was up here after the michigan game and then at the end, he's all the way down, yep. apparently. So me and Steve are on the same page. He says Epps gets a B. So uh, RJ Melendez last year, RJ got a B from me and an A minus from you. Uh, this year, a little bit down. Uh, RJ, I gave him a D. I think that is incredibly nice of you to give him a D. Thank you. Thank you. I just because, you know, the, those last eight minutes. They, they stuck with me. Oh, so yeah. That's, that's when RJ shines, the last eight minutes of the season. Um, yeah, disappointing season for RJ. I'm sure he's disappointed. Uh, 26% from three is oh my God. Not, not what you want. Okay, not only 26% from three, he was 24 for 91. Yeah. Shine. I think he finished the year six for 18, and it felt like for him at that point, it felt like six for eight. Yeah. Best free throw shooter on the team, though. Uh, his defense was still there most of the time. He he was very good at getting back cut on. Um, but other than that, his defense is pretty good. So I, well, I thought he was okay. What do you mean? I just gave him a D- minus because everybody going into the season thought that he was going to be a breakout player. Mm-hmm. People were complaining when everyone was like, oh, Andy Katz said that Chris Murray's a breakout. I mean, come on. Come yeah. on. Um, and I think the thing about RJ, like we gave him a B and an A minus last year in limited role in a limited role. Right. So, so our next two grades are on the freshmen and I feel like we graded them higher than everybody else because of limited. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, also this comment here by Shane, if you want to toss that up there. Yeah. Um, I think a more astute comparison the one that a lot of people have made not saying that Epps will ever be Frank Mason but in terms of how they play and size that makes more yeah. sense than Noel and Epps is never going to be the type of passer that passer. Noel is. that's yeah that that's where I don't see and probably not going to have the exact same three-point prowess from the range that Noel has um but Frank Mason was also a national player of the year I believe so I don't think Epps is ever going to be that but uh, Steve gave RJ a C minus. He's very generous. Uh, and Zach says people are saying that. I Zach was the one that. saying that. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. was the one saying that. He would say that. Yeah. Speculate Certainly. on speculation is what that is. Yeah. Uh, we got a clip about RJ here. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're a hypocrite. All right. Here we go. <laughs> RJ is the RJ we thought he would be. I thought he was very good. Uh, didn't make a lot of mistakes and just he was solid. Um, so I, I have high hopes for RJ still. I yikes had high hopes for RJ. This was after the Quincy exhibition where you said, Don't judge 
or we have to judge Dane Danger, and then uh, oh RJ, it, it means RJ. Yeah, I was judging how bad he was. That's completely different from judging how good somebody is. If you're bad against Quincy, yeah, you're, you're bad against everybody. Your takeaway from an exhibition is that you still think he's gonna. You you still have high hopes for him because he did well on an exhibition. I'm just saying. RJ should be playing for Quincy the way he played this year. He'd Whoa. be a superstar at Quincy. All right. Well, people are saying he's transferring. By people, Good. I mean, get him out. I mean, me right now just said that. Get uh, him out. Sincere Harris uh, spell checked into the wrong name. So does that so much. I had to <laughs> delete and retype it five times. Yeah. Uh, I gave Sincere a B plus. Uh, I, I, I did he deserve a B plus? I don't know. But like I said, limited roles when he came in. He uh, changed the outcomes of a few He was a trajectory changer. Yeah. Uh, so I was happy with that. It, I wish the shooting could get a little bit better. Uh, and because of that, uh, he didn't make the A grade for me. I gave him an A minus because, uh, I mean, hey, um, played a lot more than I expected him to. Yeah. Uh, defensively, he's there. Offensively, he's not, but there were strides in parts of the season. And free throw shooting, I mean, Chester Frazier wasn't a very good free throw shooter as a guard, so I don't know if Sincere's ever going to get there. Yeah, I don't know. I We didn't put this clip in there, but I think I clipped it. We said something about – you said something about he's going to be the guy that uh, – we asked if he would play first, and then you said he's going to be the guy that when he's in, you're going to say, why doesn't he play more? Yeah, you did clip that, and I don't know why we didn't put it in there and make me look good, but that's all right. Um, <laughs> Tired of making you look good. I think it's because it was before I started actually titling them on the sheet, so I didn't know which one it was. So Yeah, and by the it, way. You're welcome to throw it on there. The three seasons that Chester Frazier played a lot of minutes in, he was uh, 59% from the free throw line, 51%, and 66%. So just saying doesn't mean sincere is ever going to be good at it he might his peak might be 35 percent. yeah uh, <laughs> steve says no way rj transfers yeah that, i was just me kidding with how people how people well he might be transferred to texas or george mason that's true you never know i don't think he's going to george mason whoa that's, why that's not superstar superstar for other other players uh ty rogers a minus Thought he was uh, really good. I think that we're going to see a lot of Ty Rogers next year if he stays at Illinois. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I thought, you know, his rebounding, his intensity, he's one of those guys, again, a guy that needs to work on his shot a little bit more. But uh, defense, rebounding, the small things, I think that gets him A-minus in limited roles again. Again, next year we're going to probably give these guys season Ds, so. Won't have to unless we start a George Mason podcast. Uh, Ty Rogers, I gave him an A minus as well. Uh, you know, the Nebraska game on the road was the turning point for him. He kind of struggled a lot offensively for the first couple months of the season, which was to be expected. Uh, and right when everybody in that stupid Illini fan group on Facebook started talking smack, and then his mom left the group because of how negative they were, then he turned it up took it up a notch and played very well the rest of the season. Pretty good inside game for, for a guy who's what six, six. Yeah. So, and then the rebounding ability obviously is off the charts. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's one of those bodies that, that can get inside. He he's good enough to be able to pass from one, from the interior also. 
So it says a lot about Ty Rogers' ability to do everything else when he didn't make like any shots outside of the paint this season. Yeah. I think he only took one three this year, right? Yeah, and it like Brad, it Brad was across the rim. It Brad was across the rim. Yeah, Brad, and then he didn't shoot another one. Brad wanted him to shoot it. Uh, Zach says, "Well, sincere set the NCAA record for most improved shooting percentage. If he gets to like up. sixty, then yeah, <laughs> but that's just not going to happen. I so, can't yeah, see it. He's he's got to. He's, he's never going to. I think you're happy, right? He's never going to stop the flick. Yeah." He flicks it up there. Um, our awards, uh, we give out, you know, we, we send them little plaques and, uh, we should, <laughs> we should, uh, no, we don't do anything. We just say who we thought, uh, MVP. I went with Coleman Hawkins. Um, screw the, uh, transfers. Give me a guy that wants to be at Illinois. I totally agree that he's the MVP, but I wanted to go a little bit different here just so we could diversify our portfolio in terms of the uh, awards. So I have to buy two trophies to send them? Great. Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things. Uh, I went with Terrence Shannon solely because he made us all feel good in the UCLA game. (laughs) And Illinois' best blob of the year, if that was actually a blob, was hiding him in the corner to make a three against UCLA when nobody was around him and everybody thought he was standing by the bench. That was their coolest play. Uh, Zach says, uh, sounds like you're saying the dog pound is headed to the portal. Who put that in our ears? Yeah. Mr. Hinkle, huh? That's right. All right. Defensive MVP, uh, Sincere Harris. The only guy besides Ty Rogers that looked like he wanted to play defense. I wanted to give it to Ty, but I think Sincere overwhelmingly, just because you look at the UCLA game with the press. I know Ty Rogers was a part of it in the Purdue game, but that press – just so many games where he's slapping the floor, you know, and it's him slapping the floor has a little bit more of an effect than Adam Miller did. No, no offense to Adam Miller. It's just, that's how it was. Yeah. Um, but I wish Adam Miller was on this team, but anyway. Um, and then most improved, uh, this one was kind of hard to pick. Some impossible. Would say impossible. Yeah. Um, I went with Jay. I just threw Jay Nepps on there. Just I just my usually my definition of improving from season to season, which would eliminate the freshmen. So I just put yeah, nobody. I so I think yeah. I I mean Luke Goody was pretty improved. He just didn't play very much. Well, he played late, but that's true. Yeah, he looked the same except maybe slightly better. So I, I guess that would have qualified. Right, and that's why I didn't even put Luke on the player grades because I think it's hard to even do. A Luke Goody A plus. Luke Goody A plus plus plus. Yep. All academic team. I think he's the only guy from Illinois that made it. Good job, Luke. So <laughs> I got a pen in my hand, so the clap is less effective. Here we go. Nicely done. Nicely done. All, All right. right. Uh, let's transition into this. Oh, um, God. I'm going to go grab some more coffee. You go ahead and start. Okay. So with every offseason comes rumors. With every rumor comes vetting sources. <laughs> and... With a lot of Illini rumors, it comes from random people. So it's not very substantiated. Is that a word? If that's a word, I sound pretty smart right now. Um, it's it's interesting. There there are I, I call them morons who think they're insiders, say that Brad Underwood is interviewing with Texas. I I haven't heard anybody with any sort of credible knowledge to the situation or source. And they say, oh, I delivered the pizza for the uh, Whitman. Uh, I mean, come on. Come on. Yeah, I think it, like I think the craziest thing about this is that, like, 
the rumors started from troll accounts, Twitter, tr I mean, that are mainly trolls. Um, so the, the fact that people think that my, and my thing is, I don't think that Texas wants Brad Underwood. That's my biggest takeaway from this. I he could, they, maybe they do. Um, the question should be asked, why would they want Underwood? But also, right. As I said last night, and as I've heard other people say, in terms of just the broad spectrum of Texas, is like their athletic department's probably not the main decision maker here because of the donors. Money talks. Right? And do you think the donors know anything about basketball? They want the big name. They want the splash. They want the hire that's going to look good. And that's why they hire people like – uh, like I don't think anybody thought that Brad Underwood was coming to Illinois when he came to Illinois. Um, there were a lot of people that weren't, weren't real excited about it. God so, knows why. I mean, come on, because, good hire. Yeah. Um, so I just don't like, I don't think that Brad Underwood is the splash that he's not, but I'm saying that it would be a hire that would excite Texas more than it would. It would excite Texas's athletic department donors more than it would their fans. Right. Because they'll look at Brad like, oh, look at what Illinois was when he got there and look at his ability to recruit. And yeah, I, I think that he would be like their ninth choice, if we're being honest, because I think their first few choices are pretty unrealistic, whether it's uh, Scott Drew or Kelvin Sampson or Jay Wright. Yeah, those are not realistic. Calipari's not completely unrealistic, but this isn't happening. It's not. Yeah, uh, I think Brad. I think we talked about last night his under, his buyouts like twelve to fifteen million, which, which isn't Texas a problem. But... Doesn't care about. Um, it's a lot of money to pay for a guy that hasn't got to the second weekend though. Flag boy going. What are we in last? What was this last year? He will be going to K State when Jerome gets a better job like Texas. He Texas, is, you know. Yeah. So uh, we. <laughs> We, we seriously talked about this last year after they lost to Indiana is when the rumors started in the big 10 tournament after they lost. That's when the rumors started that Brad was going to K state, all this other stuff. Um, we have a few clips here. I don't know if you want to, which ones you want to show. Uh, what, what, I mean, if you want to show any of them, we don't. Yeah. Have. Yeah. I, uh, the one, I mean, the one you just said that, SEC schools are about recruiting, and that's where Texas is going, correct? Yep. Um, so I thought that was interesting. Nailed it. I mean, this is episode 108, and we have a thing that says is Underwood leaving us. Yeah, this was uh, this was literally after the Indiana game last year. I look weird. <laughs> but you know what SEC schools look at? You know what SEC schools look at? Recruiting. Yeah. What has Brad Underwood done? Recruited. Nailed it. Yep. So – um, and the other one was just when he had the interview with Fanta, um, and if he would leave Illinois. Yeah, this one's also uh, a minute long, and it's very weird. It's very so, long. yeah, good luck. Be advised. Could you see Illinois being the job you spend the rest of your coaching career at? Um, I don't know how much longer Brad plans to coach. Um, how old is he? Fifty eight, fifty nine. <laughs> So, um, yeah, 10 years, that would be my guess. Um, Brad said, absolutely. It's a really good job. I've got a great athletic director. You never say never because people can leave and things can change on a dime. So I assume that as long as Whitman's around, he's going to stay around is what this sounds like. Who knows? Um, he said, I love the Big Ten. 
again, he loves his AD. I love the direction we're going. To say I'm content, you won't get me to say that because we're still climbing the mountain and we're not there yet. Of course, he's, you know, that was the first thing is you can't be content. So great job wrapping this up. Um, he said, but I'm a happy man at Illinois. This is a special place. So, all right. I mean, that, you know, that doesn't really <laughs> never say never. Yeah, that doesn't really say as much for me. It sounds like, but like back then when he's when he did that was before the season started. It sounded like he wouldn't leave unless unless Whitman did something. So does Whitman, Whitman become Big Ten commissioner? Commissioner and Brad leaves. There you go. Be interesting. <laughs> Start the rumors, boys. Start the rumors. Um, Bergie said he was pissed allegedly when he was overlooked when Martin left. I'm sure he was. I, I think that that was something that was true at Kansas State. Yeah, but if Kansas State wanted him, Brad or Brad wanted to be there, he could have went last year, right? But Jerome Tang's a way better hire than Brad Underwood. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> Obviously, uh, at this point, it's pretty pretty clear uh, he's in the Elite Eight in his first season. Anyway, uh, I feel bad for Bruce Weber, kind of, because people will look at this and be like, "Oh, how bad was Bruce Weber?" But also, it's an entirely new team this year. So that's true. Outside of Noel, two, then two people or something that. To actually play for me. Yeah, a yeah, ton, ton of transfers. Yeah. Um, so, so this, so that's the, the rumor is that Illinois, that Texas is, Brad is looking into Texas. I don't know. Um, that one seems super far fetched to me. Uh, Zach brought up this yesterday, though. Uh, we didn't, we don't well, have a slide for well, it. Well, well, I got more to say. I'm sorry. Real quick here. Uh, I do think Underwood would leave if he was given an offer from Texas. Chances of that, yes. less than 10%, I think. Less than 10%. I don't want to say 0% because, you know, like Brad said, never say never, right? But, uh, yeah, I don't think it's happening. I, I think it's – I mean, also, let me just throw this out there for the people, okay? If Brad Underwood leaves, do you really think that Whitman would go dumpster diving for a mid-major coach like right. they did when Weber left? Right. No. Josh Whitman is one for one in college basketball hires. One for one. Uh, I'd say two for two if you count Sean and Green. I mean, uh, that's yeah. college basketball, Ethan. It is, but it's not what we talk. Yeah, two for two. Two for two. Did he hire? Did he hire the one before her though? Yeah, but I think it, people say it was a sympathy hire. Well, two for three, but you know he's batting six sixty seven. Six sixty seven is pretty good in the big leagues. So. Yeah, so I that's why I think I wrote that Sean Miller would be the first guy I contact, which ironically, when Illinois played Arizona three years ago or whatever, I trashed Sean Miller, like went after him. But guess what? Cheating is legal now. So get him in here, do whatever the hell you true. want. That's so true. that would be my number one target. I don't know who the hell that – who would Whitman look at if Underwood were – hypothetically speaking. I mean – I think you got to look at any and all options. You look at you look at the Big yeah, East. No. Shaka Smart, you know, you, you give him a call, he would say no, but you give him a call. He would absolutely say no. Yeah, but you, you always got to exhaust your options. Uh, do you do you call do you call uh, Dana Altman? Of course, give him a call. How you doing? Yeah. How you doing? And then you hang up immediately, please. You know who I would call? Bobby Hurley. Selfishly, because I don't think the results would be that good. But <laughs> he's gotten a lot of talent to Arizona State, which 
That's true. Arizona State doesn't have the greatest of facilities and such. So I don't know if I could stand watching him every game. It would be hilarious. <laughs> I don't think I could do that. Tom Cream. Tom Creamings. Tom How about uh, Pat Chambers? He's at Florida Gulf Coast right now. No. Uh, better yet, how about Greg Marshall? <laughs> how about Jim? run John Gross back through? Let's see that. Right. I also am not in favor, and here's a perfect transition for everybody. And by the way, I don't think Brad would be as into taking a Big 12 job as he would as an SEC job, just by the way. Uh, look at the way Brad wants to play and wants to recruit. That's an SEC school. Yeah. That's an SEC style. Um, I don't think Chester Frazier would be the I – I would not get behind a Chester Frazier hire right now. Not yet, but that's why now we have the rumors apparently about him going to George Mason, which this makes a lot of sense because this, this makes more sense than Brad leaving. Yes, me. yes, because you look at the, what George Mason did with their last hire, which was Kim English. He was an assistant at Tennessee. He was an assistant somewhere else that I can't remember. Um, they bring him in. He's two years there, improved from year one to year two. Not great. Then he gets the Providence job. So Providence, instead of wanting to have some fun and getting Bobby Hurley in there, so you could have an absolutely insane group of coaches with him and Sean Miller sweating and and Dan Hurley. And <laughs> anyway, uh, Chester Frazier is from Baltimore, right? Which is not that far away from Virginia, I think. Uh, which is where George Mason is. Uh, he was an assistant at Virginia Tech. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you look area. at the you look at the way George Mason hired their last coach. They hired a guy who hadn't been a head coach for, but was an assistant at a power conference school that made the tournament multiple times. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. So yeah, Chester Frazier to George Mason again makes more sense to me than Brad Underwood going somewhere. Uh, the rumor is that he wants to take all his dogs with him. Um, that's why Sincere deleted his tweet. Well, that's why the ru- the rumor is he deleted his yes, because of that. Because of that. So, um, I, good for Chester Frazier. Just please don't take Sincere and Ty Rogers with you. Yeah, I got to sneeze again. But anyway, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I would rather keep Ty if I had to pick one of the two. Just so we I agree. Are I agree. Clear on that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think you can lose Sincere. I think you can find an, another guy or you can get guys to play defense harder. Um, Sincere's shot is kind of the big thing. Uh, Sincere showed a, a way to get to the hoop later later in the year, too, which I like to see. But, um, yeah, I, I could see Chester Frazier or George Mason over Brad Underwood to Texas. Um, it, it depends on if he takes guys with him. So that's uh, that's the rumors. Yeah, yeah. For sure. No doubt. No doubt. I'm looking at this uh, George Mason message board to see who they want as their head coach. Uh-huh. Jason Williford on the list. <laughs> Bear with me. Uh, Richie McKay from that. Liberty. Nice. Enjoy that. You want another one? Yeah. Give, give me all the snots. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I'm trying to see if they mentioned Chester Frazier. I got 12 pages to go through here. Oh, my goodness. Looks like looks like Dane Altman may be in need of a job. <laughs> that's a uh, that's one. Let's see. Let's see. Nope. Nothing about Chester yet. Is there any comments for you to read? Damn it. Somebody comment. <laughs> Nobody uh, cares if Chester Frazier 
or the freshman leave, apparently. People want Griff Griff Aldrich from Longwood. Okay. It says, I know Griff was a tool when we played them, but he has had some success in Longwood. Tony Skin. I, I recognize the name. Okay. Uh, early names for George Mason. None of them were, were Chester Frazier. Shows you that people on those boards don't have any idea. Only Zach Zach knows. So only well, Illinois was, fans know. This is a tweet that says something about the names, not this is a tweet that was posted on the right. message board. Why can't you like do a search for terms? I should be able to do a search on this message board to find see if they mentioned Chester Frazier. All right. You get you ready to move on? Yeah, go ahead. Nobody, nobody's even saying. Well, come on, I mean, this is ridiculous. <laughs> okay, Zach got us all worked up for nothing. Thanks a lot, Zach. Everybody, boo Zach in the in the chat. Give me some boo Zachs. Um, transfer portal updates. Uh, guys have started entering the transfer portal as early as uh, mid December. You yep. say. Um, but Illinois has started to reach out to some guys. Um, people want some guys that, you know, they probably shouldn't. Oh, my God. Yeah, so, come on. But uh, known people that Illinois has reached out to, Primo Spears, uh, Georgetown point guard. He's a 6'3 sophomore. He's going to be a junior this year, next year, I guess. Yeah. Um, Average 12.7 points a game as a freshman, 16 points per game. Uh, this year, um, he also averages three rebounds, 5.3 assists, shoots 40% from the field, 30% from three. I don't know if we need another one of those. Um, and 3.3 turnovers per game last year at uh, oh. Georgetown. Do you um, think Georgetown's really running anything? <laughs> and uh, if they are, do you think it's sure. successful? That's true. Uh, he's out of Baltimore. He went to DeCoin out of high school. That's not uh, what it's pronounced, but that's fine. Quesney. Decane? No, that's yeah, fine. Yeah, it's Decane. You're Decane. Okay, uh, so I I've been doing a lot of oh, I've been doing. Come on, me. I let me finish. Let me finish. <laughs> um, he entered the transfer portal uh, June twenty or June first, twenty twenty one. Um, he transferred as Amir Spears, and then he uh, got uh, then he went to Georgetown, where he changed his name to Primo. So. Uh, in in his portal in his transfer, he changed his name just so you guys know. Yeah, I don't understand how this guy changed their names. Thanks. How would he have immediate eligibility? I don't think he. I don't know. I don't think he could. It says that he would, according to On Three Sports. I don't know. Maybe because Dequesny was a JUCO. It's Decane, but (laughs) it's all right. Yeah, see, Bergy, right there. It's Decane. Okay. Bergie doesn't know. I've been doing a lot of yes and no for transfers, and this is a yes guy. I would take him. I think the main objective here is a point guard, somebody that can distribute the basketball. Obviously, he's got a lot of talent, 5.3 assists per game. I would take that all day. I know the efficiency wasn't there, but a change of scenery from Georgetown maybe would help him. Uh, And he's got a cool name now, so I'm in. That's true. That's true. The The name change sold you, huh? Absolutely, it did. All right. The guy that I'm in on, probably nobody else is, is John Tanji from Colorado State. He's a 6'5 senior, 
Um, this would actually be his fifth year playing average 14.6 points per game at Colorado state. Um, he had 1.3 assists per game. So not much of a, a distributor, but that's okay. Uh, 47% from field 38.9% from three. Give me that please. Uh, 1.8 turnovers a game. He's from Nebraska. People are saying that he's probably going to go to Nebraska, but I would love a six, five point guard. All I, think day more, I think he's more of a shooting guard. Nope, point guard. Give it average to less than two assists per game. Uh, yeah, this is another yes guy for me, but I do worry about us getting overly infatuated with efficiency for somebody at a different school. Sure. Um, so I, I be be aware of that. Uh, according to on3sports.com, uh, he is the – where's he at? Let's see. Hold on. I he's lost his name. Ones, I bet. Yeah. I think he's in the 30s or 40 – 41. So yeah. they list him as a point guard, but come on. He's not a point guard. Maybe he is. I don't I don't think he is. But they also <laughs> listed – uh, yeah. But anyway, yeah, this would be a yes guy. I mean, the, the size – Sure. The the experience I I'm a, I think he was on the was he on the Colorado State team that got to the tournament last year I don't remember I'll have to check that I but. believe so I think that I don't know well people are moving everywhere these days okay yeah, yeah he was yeah so he's on the team at Colorado State that went twenty five and six and he's also listed according to Ken Bomb he's a small forward power forward so four Maybe different sources six, five sure. Um, as a freshman, he was 3.6 points a game. He was six points, uh, sophomore nine last year, 14.6 this year. So he's gotten better every year. Um, Perfect only... time to come to Illinois and get worse. That's right. Uh, Steve says, I hope this team stays together. It takes a team a couple of years playing together. Did great making the tourney the first year. Stay away from the portal this year unless players leave. I agree. I, I'm I'm in the camp of, of Illinois needs to keep – uh, I hate the word culture, but their culture um, to an extent, they do need a experienced point guard. Regardless of what happens, they need an experienced point guard to have a chance uh, to make any sort yeah. of run in the tournament. Yeah. So um, that's kind of, we're hoping that that's what Brad goes after. He's looking at small forwards and stuff also, which is, not what I'd uh, go for, but sure. Uh, Nicholas Timberlake. Uh, he's from Townsend. Uh, he's a shooting guard, 6'4 senior. This would be a six-year playing. Uh, average 17.7 points per game. Uh, 3.9 rebounds, 2.4 assists, 45.5% from the field, 41.6% from three, two and a half turnovers. Uh, sounds like he's already setting up a visit to Indiana, so... Hopefully Illinois can make him not go to Indiana, but for sure, yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, but this, this is another this is another shooting guard, right? So yeah, he's a shooting guard. I think Brad's looking for some uh, <laughs> some three point shooting, I guess, yeah, which he Brad, should. But Brad's taking the must bus approach of, to just reach out to everybody that enters the portal, right? No, he's not because he's not interested in the best point guard in the portal. That's true. Which is insane. Yeah. Uh, this would be a yes guy. It's not going to happen though. Um, number know. six player on the portal in the portal according to on three sports. But also another thing about these rankings that there's so there's so much variance in the rankings through every single like site. Like one site had Sky Clark number one, which is 
insane. Yeah. And then other ones have them in the twenties and thirties, which is much better. It's kind of like, it's kind of like high school, you know, like it's I, worse they, than that. People don't know, uh, especially guys going from towns into bigger schools, um, stuff like that. So I, I don't take much into rankings. I mean, we supposedly got two of the top five last year. How'd that work out? So, um, Jackson Pavelts, Pavelski. It's got to be like Pavletsky, right? Pavletsky. Pavletsky. So Pavletsky, sorry, um, of Wofford. He's also a guard, 6'3", SoCon freshman of the year, uh, 15 points a game, 2.7 rebounds, 3.7 assists, 49% from the field, 39% from three, 2.4 turnovers. Uh, he's originally from Wisconsin. I think this Wofford's in Wisconsin, right, or not? I don't know where Wofford is. That's not in Wisconsin. So so he's going to go play for Greg Gard. I don't even know why we're talking about him. Anyway, South Carolina. Jeez, not even close. Uh, (laughs) You saw it started with a W. It's in Wisconsin. Uh, This is a way to right the wrong with Pajemski. If you think it's a wrong, you get a a point guard slash shooting guard from Wisconsin. You get a guy with a weird name that starts with P. And you get a guy who uh, had really good numbers last season at a different school. So this is the number one guy for me because I think he could be a point guard or a shooting guard. He could play him in either spot. Maybe play him at the one, play Epps at the two. Wouldn't be great size, but guess what? You don't need length in the backcourt as much as you need it in the front court and other places. So this is the number yeah. one guy for me. Number one. Number one. Number one for Ethan. You always um, need the Wofford white guys that can shoot essential to tournament runs. Let me tell that's you. That's true. That's true. We we could definitely use another shooter, um, especially if RJ doesn't get better from three. So um Illinois fans have been screaming for Kirk Carissa. Please oh stay away from my program. I do not need another Matthew Meyer. That's unfair to Matthew Meyer. <laughs> I know you'd love that. Uh, Kirk Kreese offensively is Matthew Meyer, though. He takes unnecessary threes. He was not great at them this year. I think he shot around 30%. I know that everybody saw Kirk Kreese last year and thought, oh, this guy's amazing. He was not good this year. Let's not act like he was. He's better from three this year than he was last year. Really? 33.6% last year, 36.6% this year. Okay, well, I still don't want him. Um, he's going to go to Xavier, back with Sean Miller, so please. And then me. when Sean Miller goes to Illinois, he's going to go to Illinois, so I don't even know why we're talking about this. Any Princeton players looking good as transfer possibilities? Well, they're still playing, so I can't really say. <laughs> they got a freshman that's probably not going to leave, but you can act like he, he will. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, no interest in Kirk Reese. Also, no interest in Jameson Battle. You forgot to mention. Oh, Jameson uh, Battle. Yeah, Illinois has reached out to Jameson Battle. No uh, interest. Sorry. We've seen him play. He's good. I, I he is think. good. Yeah, but I don't want him. I don't know. I feel like he's. If a Coleman bad. leaves, then maybe I guess yeah. I don't know. I think Jameson Battle. Do you think Jameson Battle's a better version of Terrence Shannon Jr.? No. He's he's not even the same player, like not even close. Okay. He doesn't go downhill and score like that. And he's also bigger. He's like six eight. Jameson battles six eight. He's like a power forward, is he not? That's crazy. 
Have you not been watching ball, sir? What's up, ACG? How you doing? Jameson Battle is 6'7", 225. So he's an inch taller. Good try. He's a power forward, though. Plays the four. And two inches. Terrence Shannon's 6'5", on a good day. <laughs> so you just lied to everybody. Good. All right, let's wrap this thing up. Yeah. Uh, other things is this category. Luke Goody is coming back. Is. Oh, sorry. I went right into your med- – go ahead. Uh, I'll be quiet. Go ahead. What would you say? Luke Goody's coming back. He is coming back. Confirmed it on some radio show. I don't, I don't even know who. Piper and somebody, whatever. Tay and Piper. I'm sure a lot of people listen to that. Probably more than this, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, so Goody's coming back. Shocking. Yep. Didn't see that coming. It's nice to know, though. You know, it's nice. It to is. Know. I'm glad that he confirmed it. Uh, Luke Goody's going to be a big part of Illinois next year. He was supposed to be a big part this year. Yeah, I don't get hurt again. Brad. He was starting, so uh, Fly the Dub is excited about Luke. We'll be flying a lot of dubs this summer. Whoa, all right. Um, since here we are, I talked about him deleting his tweet that he was coming back. Uh, he's going to George Mason with Chester Frazier, just in case you guys were all wondering. <laughs> you heard it here first. Um, straight from the source of Zach Hinkle. Uh, <laughs> I, give, I give George Mason getting Chester <laughs> Frazier and then getting Sincere Harris – a 3.6% chance of happening. Yeah, Goody, a big team player kind of, or big team player kind of guy. Yeah, that's it. I think Luke Goody can step into that leadership role with how hard he plays also. Um, if he can have the other guys buy into how he plays, I think that's going to be big, especially if Coleman and TJ are gone. So, uh, Go ahead. Next one's you. I don't even know what this is. <laughs> well, I was looking at Instagram yesterday and I saw Matthew Meyer's story and it was just a video of like monsters and I'm like a ton of monsters. And it's like, okay, <laughs> yeah. still lean into that after the season ended horribly. But I did see a little, uh, I saw an Illini jersey in, in the video in the background. So he still, still has that. Didn't burn it yet. No, that's good. I'm glad maybe he can wear that when he's welding for somebody uh steve says oh, if luke man. stays then rj stays he's six foot nine i mean he's gonna be able to play somewhere if he wants to he won't need a ladder i agree he's gonna go play with kofi in china let's go keep it rolling with, he's gonna go play with trent uh the big 10 died early in the NCAA tournament and then tom izzo said we're still the best conference in the country <laughs> Uh, this season was predictable. Nobody thought the Big Ten was going to be that good anyway. And then everyone acts like you're taking a vic, like a everyone's taking a victory lap over the Big Ten. Like it's everybody loves it, don't dead. they? I, I I think it's just it's weird. Uh, they again, we they, don't as a conference we don't deserve the trust after 2021. Yeah, I agree. This this year was not like you didn't. Nobody expected anybody to do anything. I had crazy. one Big Ten team going to the second weekend. Yeah. Who was that team? Michigan, Michigan State. State. Was I right? Yes. So yeah. nice try. I mean, everybody thought Purdue was going to get knocked out before the Sweet 16 or the Elite Eight. Nobody uh, had like a good path at all, except yeah. for Michigan State because they matched up well against uh, Marquette because all Izzo had to do was take away Tyler Kolick and then boom. Yep. And yeah. they should have. They played. They they played well enough to win last night. They did. That was. That was a great game. Any they they win they win a game where they have that production they win a game like that ninety nine times out of hundred. 
Um, yeah, so I don't know. Uh, well, Tom Izzo's 100% right, so congrats to Tom Izzo. Yeah, Nailed I mean, it. that's what every Big Ten coach says after they lose. This conference is elite, <laughs> best on planet elite, Earth. Elite. Some would say it's giving shades of the old Big East with how elite and tough it is, uh-huh. the physicality. Yeah, yeah, what a joke this conference get away is. From that. Let's um, get the athletic basketball like we saw last night between every team but Arkansas. Yeah, UConn uh, has literally murdered his row. They've killed everybody in the tournament so far. So UConn and Gonzaga is going to be a great matchup. And how about this? What did I say before the tournament? I said UCLA Gonzaga could have we could have another classic between those two. And what did we have? We had that because we UCLA didn't make a shot for nine minutes and then magically took the lead with twenty seconds left. And then Gonzaga runs the Chris Jenkins Jay Wright Villanova play. With like 12 seconds left, that's a ballsy play with like a 35 footer, designed 35 footer. With I don't know, Mark Few didn't sound like it was designed, he wanted to get him downhill, but he said if he's gonna shoot, they ran the exact same play against BYU earlier this season. I'm just saying that that's what he said. Hold on, I want to act like it was the Jay Wright Villanova thing. Okay, it was. Um, sure, it was awesome. I mean, Mark Few did say we work on that play all the time, so. If there were any justice in this country, Tiger Campbell would have made that three to win the game at the very end. Uh, when it, he got when it, it off in time. Okay. Yeah. But wouldn't it have tied it? Yes, but still. <laughs> all right. Uh, Steve says, all about guard play in the tourney. Big 10 is about big five players. Well, I mean, Michigan State. Underwood's trying to get away from it, right? Michigan, Michigan State, State had, used – they used Sissoko too much last night, and they didn't even use him that much. Yeah. Uh, Fly the Dove is glad that Spuddy lost. Couldn't stand to see him shirtless again. My eyes are still bleeding. Uh, you mean uh, Arkansas? No, I think he's, I think Izzo had his shirt off at some point. What? All right. <laughs> what, are you going to look it up? No, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. Let's wrap this up. What are we talking about? Uh, yeah, we'll probably be back the next time there's big news, whether it's Chester Frazier leaving for George Mason or somebody, some big name transferring or multiple. If there's going to be like if RJ transferred, I don't know if we could do a full episode on that or maybe an emergency one. Yeah. Which those are always the most viewed Our IO Kofi. Yeah. Coming back emergency our Sky Clark one. So, yeah. So if you guys are new to us, if you just, just started joining us during the season, um, the summer, we usually do like a, a episode like once a month unless there's big news that drops. So you won't be seeing as much as a, of us as usual. Um, but we will be back, uh, you know, here and there. When something big drops, we'll come back and talk a little bit. Um, but uh, what else was I going to say? Follow us, turn on notifications, like us, do all that stuff um, so you know when Definitely. we're live. Yes, right? yes. That's, that's what I wanted to say. So. Absolutely. Whoa, uh, big face. Uh, yeah, I mean, in terms of guests, I don't know what I'm going to do. Uh, I don't, I usually think of, I, I like the idea of, of guests more than getting them on uh, typically. Yeah. But um, we'll see. We always try to reach out to people at the end of the season to see if they'll come on. Um, we usually don't have very good luck, um, but we're going to try our best to get. If you want us to go on. dumpster diving, we could get you anybody. I mean, we can get uh, anybody you want. Uh, 
Who, do Maybe you, guys, Brad who would you guys like to see on? That's the question. That's the question. Uh, and maybe the next time that we do a podcast, if it's like a month from now, maybe we'll have a different logo. I mean, I don't know. Things could happen. We'll see. But maybe yeah. not. I haven't decided yet. Yeah, we, we got, uh, you know, rebrand maybe coming, uh, merch coming. If you want a thin ice shirt, I think that's probably that's the, the big first. That's the big question because. It's going to be the first shirt out available. I think that's, I'm putting that out there. The logo decision has to be made before the merch decision because they all. Correct. Go yeah. together, so yeah. So figure that out. Uh, I think. Let me look at the. So last season, last off season, the first episode we did after the awards one. Just let me check, just to see what we could be looking at here. Uh, let's see. Twelve. We did twelve days after. So April eighth last year, we did the. Uh, Episode 111, Sky Clark committing, looking back at preseason predictions, player grades, worst ranch portal, and more. And then 12 days later, we did Kofi leaves. We got our good friend ZZ Clark to commit and then uh, some other <laughs> stuff. So, Yeah, I'm sure that in the next week, I, like it sound, according to Luke Goody, they're having their meetings now. So I think that we're going to get some portal talk going. Um, guys that are leaving, guys that Illinois is still reaching out, out to. So you guys will probably see us. I'd say within the next two weeks, just because news will start dropping soon uh, on those things. Yeah. And uh, yeah, always let us know, like, let us know who you want to see. We will, we're happy to reach out to anybody. Um, if they contact us back, that's the question. We don't know. So once they see Ethan's negative yeah. comments yeah. and stuff. For sure. You'll uh, see us much more in April and or May than you will in June and July. Yep. So that's the we'll the be way on the golf course for sure, and we'll do podcasts on there. Yeah, definitely. There uh, yeah, from the course, yeah, that'd be great. Watch me absolutely dominating. Um, okay, uh, that's it. Uh, we'll be back. Uh, yeah, Fanta. You know, I've I've reached out before, and uh, maybe get him in the off season to be a little bit easier. But yeah. uh, I'd love to have him on talk a little shop. Uh, somebody asked him his thoughts on the Illini moving forward, and he said, uh, "I think we all need to." You got to wait. Breath. Talk maybe about that in the yeah. summer. So yeah, maybe you can come talk to us about it. That'd be nice. He should. I mean, no doubt he owes me one, really, if you think about it. But anyway, uh, yeah, we'll see everybody soon. I'll be on Twitter a lot on the podcast Twitter. So if anybody wants to go, come after me on there because I wanted Sean Miller. Like, what? What else do you expect me to want? What do I want? Like, <laughs> yeah, Dusty May. I mean, he's in the Elite Eight right now for FAU, but I don't want a mid-major guy right now. Anyway. We will see everybody uh, soon enough. Later.